Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Fellas, it's a question they're actually asking this morning. How about them Cowboys? But not in the way you want. That capped off, fellas, 13 NFL games that were played yesterday. I know, Key, you were at the bar watching. Jay, you were watching while playing Daddy Duty at the same time. I was old school watching my one game. Doing it old school, circa 1987. It's TV all good. Bunner, TV bunny ears as well. On <laughs> Got the antenna out on the roof. It nice. was difficult last night. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance in one hour on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Lou Riddick who tonight will make his Monday Night Football debut. we got the Steelers and the Giants. If you're watching on TV, you just saw a little Saquon Barkley. And then we'll have the Titans and the Broncos. Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lou Riddick on that call. Guys, what did you think of the 13 games? Had some interesting games, had some great finishes, even had one game with fans. I get Jacksonville and Los <laughs> in Indianapolis. We had a little <laughs> bit of everything. No, it was good. Uh, you know, having an opportunity to see all the games at once was fun. You know, I didn't want to beat you at home with right. one TV Just trying locked to, in. yeah, locked in on one <laughs> local station. No, I wanted to be able to watch them all, and, and I was able to do that. You know, Seattle, Russell Wilson in Atlanta. Ooh. You know, MVP. We haven't talked about that yet. I mean, huge, right? he's my MVP candidate. He certainly got off to a fast start. You, you obviously we talked about Cam. We saw what Breeze was able to do at home against the Bucks. Uh, Detroit gave that victory to Chicago and let Mitch Trubisky look like the number two pick in the draft in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. So you start you you go around the league and you start looking at different. Teams, you look at Arizona and, and what Kyler Murray was able to do on the road. On the road, well, yeah, on the road, basically, I guess. I guess. <laughs> with no fans, <laughs> practice on the road. So you start to look around and you start to say what stood out the most yesterday. For me, it was Cleveland. It really was. I, I, it's. It, I look at Cleveland and I say to myself, that's a that was a bad football team. Now I give credit to Baltimore and the Ravens and what they were able to do and, and look like the Ravens of last year. But Cleveland looked like Cleveland last year, even though they got a new head coach and new enthusiasm coming out of Cleveland. It was quiet all off season. There was nothing being said, you know, and I thought Odell and Landry was going to have big games and Baker Mayfield would come to the podium with a hat on and smiling and, you know, but that didn't work out. That Kevin Stefanski and that offense didn't do anything. Six points. Like you're not going to win games with six points. Yeah, the Browns are a big takeaway. For me, the, the biggest one was Aaron Rodgers, though. I mean, for throwing the amount of yards he did in the air, Devontae Adams looked incredible. The, the big question, who is he going to throw the ball to? And Key and I were talking about this the other day, you know, all the talk about the Vikings' defense. I mean, he torched their secondary. He torched their secondary. Yeah, and the Vikings' secondary was a question mark coming into the game. Uh, you know, at the corners in particular, the safeties may have two best safeties in the NFL, uh, the only corner that was returning is Mike Hughes that they, that they had. They had a whole new secondary that he had to go up against. But when you talk about Aaron Rodgers, the first thing comes to mind is where's the receivers? They wasted the draft pick in Jordan Love, but they didn't need to draft any receivers. He had plenty. We just didn't know, right? We just didn't know that he would have guys that he would be able to throw the ball to, to build a confidence, to be good with, and he certainly did that yesterday, like you said, delivering the football, throwing four touchdowns. But it's Aaron Rodgers. It's vintage Aaron Rodgers. I wasn't necessarily even worried about him at all. You know, I was one that was battling, saying that he'll still be the quarterback two years from now. In fact, he'll get an extension at some point in the next 24 months. I mean, they will come back to him and say, okay, extension time. And if you think about it, just the opposite ends of the spectrum, the way Detroit lost, the way Green Bay won – 
If you're a Lions fan, shudder to think that they're going to Lambeau to see Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. From Baker to a Baker's dozen. So we had the 13 games yesterday. The last game was the Cowboys and the Rams with Dallas driving late in the fourth quarter. If you're listening to us in the East, I know it was a late night. Sunday night football tends to be. They connect on a 47-yard connection, Dak Prescott, to Michael Gallup. But they call it back. He was kind of roughhousing a little bit with Jalen Ramsey. It's called back for offensive pass interference, and the Cowboys end up losing the game 2017. Had that catch been made, it would have been about a 36-yard field goal with about 19 seconds to go, and they certainly could have forced overtime. On the call, if you saw it last night, I know it's a little difficult on the radio. We're airing it on ESPN News. Tony Carrenti, key the official, essentially said, Mike McCarthy, to no surprise, was upset about it. Here's Carrenti, the official, quote, a full arm extension that created separation. In all situations, that would be called. We're not going to allow that at any time of the game. And that essentially, along with the Cowboys' third down woes, are the reason they're 0-1. And and that's true. You can extend your arm. And he's a young wide receiver that will learn in the future how to get away with tricks. He doesn't have to extend the arm. He could have simply left his arm on the shoulder pad and late-armed it. And late hands was perfect. You late-hand that thing, they don't ever – Call it, but when you extending, he's extending several yards down the field. It's clear as day. You're the only people out on the island. They're going to see that, or he's going to learn the trick of old trade, the hip. All you got to do is put the hand on the hip, and if you put the hand on the hip just enough slightly, you can get separation from Ramsey for sure, 100%. Real quick, on the other side, for the Rams, new stadium, new uniforms. L.A. literally a fresh look on Sunday. A fresh look brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season at Sport Clips Haircuts. All stylists are clean, certified, and guys smart. I thought Eric Dickerson said, take care of this, and they didn't take care of it. Well... Yeah, they, they got to do something with the uniforms. I'm just telling you, them uniforms are ugly. Jay, I like the uniforms. <laughs> yeah, but you, maybe you do, being from L.A. and used to seeing the, the old, you, even the gold ones that they the wore. The, the, mm-hmm. No, the gold with the, they had the gold with the gold gold uh, in the helmets that they wore in St. Louis with the dark blues. Those are better than, I don't like those. I don't mm-hmm. even like their new logo. Their new logo looked like the Chargers' new logo. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's what it looks like. It looked so, like they just said, ah. L.A., we're going to take the charges and we'll make it work. Well, if we're going to share a stadium, we might as well share everything else. Share the logo, make everything easier. The you know, numbers, go ahead, Jim. I was going to say real quick, Zubin, yeah. I'm not really as worried about the Cowboys. I don't know about you, Key. No, I'm not. Like, it, it's, look, you can always question Mike McCarthy's, you know, the ability to go forward on fourth down. I thought they should have been more conservative, kick the field goal. I understand he thought the offense was actually clicking at the right, you know, degree at that time to go for it. Then, obviously, you have the offensive pass interference uh, you don't convert on that fourth down. All those things are fine, but still watching the rest of that division, like watching the Eagles the other day, watching how their offensive line is decimated. We're going to get a chance to watch the Giants tonight. I'm a Giants count. I'm a Giants fan. I, well, it be interesting to see how they handle against the Steelers' defense. And watching the Redskins the other day, there's still a lot of questions about that team. I think the Cowboys are in a great position regardless. They, they are, and when you go back to the fourth and three play, that's a great call, design play. C.D. Lamb is a young wide receiver who just needs to understand where he's at on the field and how to climb to the sticks on the shallow cross. When he's coming underneath, he, inst- he, he did everything. The mesh was perfect, except his stair step could have been a little, bit, a little bit more, but what he was trying to do was stay away from the defender closing on him. But when you come underneath on a shallow cross, you stair step. If he gave that last little push at the top, the defender backs off another yard. Now you're you're right at the sticks. Hmm. But he didn't do that. He just kind of ran in there. But if he if he'd have got past a linebacker 
and stair-stepped just enough to just get him back and it would have froze the defensive back, he could have came right underneath, caught the ball, got tackled one yard in front of the first down marker, and they would have continued to move the chains. And he'll learn from that when they go back on the film. They'll show him, stair-step him right there. You're coming underneath just enough, then go. So this is the fourth time I've heard stair-step. What does it mean? Just take me inside the jargon. Well, <laughs> well when, you're, com- when you're coming underneath on a shallow cross, now you're coming across – you stair-stepping just enough. So when the, when you're coming underneath like this, Zubin, the defender, when you stair-step, the defender's going to back up just enough for you to continue to keep going. When you're running just straight across, the only thing the defender's going to do is close down just like he did. If I would have just stair-stepped him just enough, it would have froze him. Now I can continue on my path and get right there at the marker, catch the ball, get tackled one yard inside the first down marker. That's good stuff, Jay, right? Taking us stuff. inside. Learn Taking something every day. Inside. The nuances – if well, you stair-step, they might just <laughs> give you one. I don't think I could do it quick You probably have to have size and physicality to stair-step the right way. I can take the stairs. I'm not sure I'm stepping anywhere else. Our Kimberly A. Martin is going to join us in just one second. She was at the Browns-Ravens game. There's so much to talk about with Baker and Lamar and the disparate directions these two teams are going. But speaking of disparate directions, you guys aren't too concerned about the Cowboys, but I would imagine you're a little concerned about the way the Eagles looked yesterday, up 17 nothing, and essentially... Uh, the second half was a debacle. I mean, a de- I can't think of another word. Well, I think when you go back in the second half adjustments at halftime, Jack Del Rio and, and, and Coach Ron Rivera made some adjustments at halftime and realized some of the things that they can do. So they put it out in the second half. The defense got after Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was fluttered at times, delivering the football. They blitzed him up the middle. He couldn't step into his throws. And then when he stepped into the throws, he threw interceptions. So I think when you look at it, in my, from my eyes and standpoint, he was few, he was fooled by a couple coverages. One interception on the banana route, which is a seven route to the outside or a speed route on the interception. It wasn't thrown behind. The cornerback did an excellent job stopping his feet, driving on it with his head, looking at the quarterback the entire time. He's backpedaling, but his eyes are focused in on Carson Wentz. There was a moment that he saw the receiver break and Carson Wentz deliver the football. He drove on it, got the interception. And then on the other one, the guy just played it perfect. He played it perfect on the stop route, nine-yard stop route. Carson slightly threw it inside. He should throw it on the outside, but the DB drove on the inside leverage, picked almost picked six. If Deshaun Jackson didn't get on his horse, that was six going the other way. And when you look at the eight sacks, Dan Arlowski said he accredited two of those to Carson Wentz. I accredit about four of them to him. Mm. So double, okay. Dwayne Haskins really showed me, even from a leadership perspective, just seeing him on the sideline talk to his defensive unit and getting them involved in the game. And then Chase Young, he had one half sack as well. And the, the, big, the big question I have for the Eagles, though, as they move forward with that old line being so decimated, for having Carson Wentz, who's already injury prone, it could be very interesting for them. It could be a long season for them. No question about it. As you know, finishing seasons has not been his forte. And just real quickly, what a great moment for Ron Rivera. After everything that he battled, the lymphoma, coming back, saying there's no plan B, I'm going to coach, and he gets it done. Everything uh, that the, everything that Washington's been going through oh and having to deal him having to deal with, not what Washington's going through because they did that to themselves, but he took the job, so it's everything he's been going through. Great point. He comes in in January, didn't cause any of this, wasn't a part of any of this, but he's got to answer for it and be the face of the organization, especially now since Snyder has taken a little bit 
of a backed-up role. So it'll be very interesting to see how things move forward. But congratulations to Ron Rivera. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you to check out ESPN Audio at home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. Uh, the Browns weren't ready for anything or everything yesterday against the Ravens. <laughs> These Key and Jay are going at it here. He's like the big brother, man. Who just throws something at you in the middle of a, in the middle of a segment? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, the Ravens threw a ton at the Browns, and they had no answer. Our Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. She was one of the very few people who was in attendance to see that game. Kim, uh, good morning. What were the Browns saying after their latest opening day disaster? Good morning, guys. The Browns tried to say find some positives, uh, and the only positive is one game doesn't define who we are. Miles Garrett had said that uh, post game. The problem is all they could say was we just made too many mistakes. They had no answer for Lamar Jackson, and the great thing about Lamar was that what we needed to see in 2020, he did. We needed to see him use his arm more and less of his legs. Uh, that was the, the biggest concern that critics had about him. Um, and the Browns had no answer for it. They had no answer for J.K. Dobbins, the rookie running back from Ohio State. Uh, they just, you saw flashes of what the Browns could be under Kevin Stefanski, but then you saw same old Browns in a sense, the turnovers, not getting critical stops when they needed. How, how surprised were you about the way OG, OBJ played yesterday? Kind of, you know, not yeah, very good, I would say. It wasn't great. wasn't no. great, Keyshawn. wasn't great. Um, yeah, you know, the thing was, coming into the game, Odell had said, the biggest difference is I'm healthy now. And I spoke to uh, Jarvis Landry on the phone leading up to the game, spoke to Miles Garrett, spoke to a couple other guys heading into the game. And what they talked about, what they told me was Kevin Stefanski's offense is going to be great for them. They're excited because it's a scheme that allows guys to get open. You know, they and they have so many weapons now with Austin Hooper and Njoku, and we're going to use tight end sets. It's going to set everything up that we're going to use the play action. Um, it, it's going to be run pass. It's going to be this diversified thing. So you expected, okay, Odell's not going to get a ton of, of targets, right? Because they got a lot of weapons, but you're going to hit him. He's going to have a big play. He's going to have a momentum um, changing uh, catch or, or something. And I think he was targeted 10 times and had three catches. Uh, that's not going to cut it. And he had one bad drop and one catch. Uh, he, he went out of bounds before catching the ball. So you want to see better things from Odell. The Browns are right. This is one game. But when you're trying to establish a new identity, it is a setback. And they've got a Thursday night game against the Cincinnati Bengals. You, you talk about setback, one game. Kim, obviously, we know that and you know that. But when you look at Baker Mayfield and you look at his performance yesterday, and, you know, is it – I know it's early. And they got a new head coach in yes. Kevin Stefanski. But is he – is he good? Like, like in all honesty, is he, is he good? Or is he just a quarterback? Because we keep trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he keeps taking it back from us. Listen, you will not get me to write off Baker just yet. I think this kid is very talented. The problem is the Browns' lack of consistency 
as an organization, the amount of head coaches and offensive coordinators this kid has had, um, it's, it, I'm not using it as an excuse. It's just a fact. So now he's learning a new system, new head coach, with less time to prepare. You saw, I mean, listen, we saw Tom Brady struggle yesterday. You saw the Bucks not look like a, a cohesive, well-oiled machine at times. I think week one for teams that have new head coaches, new quarterbacks, and new, new players, it, it was going to be rough unless your name was Cam Newton. Um, but I think the problem for Baker is a lot of people feel like you, Keyshawn. A lot of people like, yo, is he really the guy? Like, we just want to see it. And you needed Baker to come out and command the offense. So we're going to see. They've got three days to prepare for Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. So we're going to see if they, they go back to the lab and, and cook up something different. We'll see what ends up happening. Like you said, week two for them couldn't come fast enough, and it begins with a divisional matchup against the Bengals, who themselves lost yesterday. It's the Joe Burrow era. It's the Baker Mayfield era, and they'll be on the field Thursday night. Best thing about football, sometimes after a Monday, you only have to wait a few more days to get it going again. Kimberly, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh-huh. Now, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where – I'm hoping that he's good. I'm not wishing him bad, but it's like even though you got a new offense in a new system, you still would show me something. Like, show me something. Like, make me think you're getting ready to turn the page. And, again, I didn't see that yesterday. I didn't see where, it, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I see this looks good. The overthrows, the the, the behind the – Behind the receiver, late throws, just different things like that. The pick. I'm sitting there and I'm going, I don't know. I mean, it, look, I don't know. I'm not an expert at it. I don't play the position. I didn't play the position, but I know damn well what I see. And then I'll say on the opposite end, watching Lamar Jackson, I mean, damn, did he look good. Then he looked poised. He looked under control. I mean, 20 for 25. You think about the numbers he had, 275 yards, three TDs. He threw outside the numbers. That's what people were asking him to do the whole time, stayed in the pocket. When he did have to scramble, he just – everything about the game looks like it's in slow he motion good. when you watch him play, Ooh, man. Ooh, he good. When you watch him play, just it, it seems like you're watching the game. It's like fine art. He is so good to flick of the wrist. And now think about this, fellas. And, again, you know, we have these quarterback discussions all the time. But the bottom line is, in the 2018 NFL Draft – Baker went at the very top of round one. It happens. Lamar went at the very bottom of round one. They have played four times in the NFL, and Jackson is three and one. Against it, it, it happens. I mean, it, but again, and I'll, and I'll go back to it as I always say, and y'all could throw the computers at me. There are people that <laughs> don't like that style of Jackson. They just say, I don't know how you don't, but there are people in the NFL that say, hey, you know, uh, uh, we don't like that at the quarterback spot. We like that. I mean, that's just... But is it fair what Jay said and what Kim said to both of their points to see him throw more than run could maybe help you say, you know what, I could like that. I agree. It was, I, it's against a rookie a secondary head coach. I mean, it's, it's still the Browns didn't look great, but I mean, the performance speaks for itself. No, but it's not even who he was playing against. It's just his ability to throw inside the pocket, outside the pocket, run. He gives you something that a lot of... He's an, again, he is not a quarterback. He is an athlete that happens to play quarterback that can play it very well, and I'm going to take that all day long, me personally. Like Cam. Like like, like a Cam, like a Russell Wilson, like an Aaron Rodgers, things like that. I I personally like that. I like guys that can do 
dual things and put the pressure on defenses because it's hard as hell to game plan against. Can I just take me inside the locker room? At what point for the Browns does it start to get uncomfortable with the players? I would probably say by week five, depending on what the record is. I mean, if you're if you're two and three, you still kind of feel okay, you know. But week five, it starts to you start to lose a little bit of hope if it's not going in the right direction. You just really do. You have you have to start to see positive results outside of the W, like in sync, in rhythm, hitting targets. Because you can lose certain games a certain way. But the way they lost the game yesterday, you can't continue to have that happen week in and week out. Now, all of a sudden, not only do you start looking at your teammates, you start looking at the system and what we're running. Because the coach isn't going anywhere anytime soon. They just not hired him. one, right? Yeah, they just hired him. I mean, if you get one win in the next two games, and I think you have to start, especially playing against the Bengals and then playing against the Washington football team, I, I think you start seeing the alarm go off. If you, if, you, if you go one and one? Well, yeah, if you start season off one and two. If you start the season off one. Right, and you we'll lose the to either the Bengals, the Bengals or the Washington football team. But sometimes you play down the competition. And if we think that the Bengals and, the, and Washington, I'm on the Washington football team, we got to figure that out. Um, <laughs> you start to think about those teams in a not-so-flattering light. You think that they're not very good. They'll surprise you because they'll rise to the competition of Cleveland, and Cleveland will step down to them, which Cleveland – could simply say, oh, they're not that good, and look up and down 17 nothing. I, I just think that enhances the issue because then you start you – already, you already know one of the issues is Baker Mayfield, OBJ, will they get in sync? Will they ever get on the same page? Right? He was targeted 10 times, 10 times, and he caught only three passes for 22 yards. If that continues to fester, that's going to be a problem. Man. You're going to start talking I, about that. Isn't that crazy, Key? It, no, it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, you got to look at – why he was only targeted 10 times and why he only caught three. What was, what was the problem? The overthrows, the double coverage, uh, not throwing the ball in rhythm, precise, throwing it behind him. Again, overthrows where guys wide open. Some of these are, yeah, wide and, open. And they got to get that, they got to get that in sync going back into practice and in film. Yep, still to come. Last year, the Oklahoma Heisman winner Mayfield and the Browns with a trendy pick. They fell flat. This year, an Oklahoma Heisman winner was the trendy pick to lead the Arizona Cardinals deep. What do the fellers think of the way Kyler Murray went and balled out yesterday? We'll get their thoughts on that. Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Kyler Murray, Key. He's cute. <laughs> That's what Key calls him. He's cute. Snap to Murray. In trouble. Steps up and runs to his right of the 20. Cuts back to the left of the 10. Breaks a tackle to the 5. Kyler Murray with a touchdown run. I'm going to sell Kyler Murray. I, I just think from a long-term standpoint, the offense, that uh, their style with Cliff Kingsbury will not have long-term success. Cliff Kingsbury will be sent packing at some point in time. The new head coach will not like Kyler Murray. Then he'll be a bounce-around guy, and that's it. In Key's defense, it is just one game, right? Key loves to well, say I, it is just one game. <laughs> hey, man, that's me. I could be wrong, right? Yeah, you're allowed to be wrong. Yeah, I'm, that's just me. That's what I like. 24-20 over the 49ers, and we're giving all the pub to Kyler Murray, and we should. But by the way, the real star of the show, DeAndre Hopkins, 14 catches, 151 in his Cardinals debut just a few days after getting paid. Yeah, they got to get him the ball. They they paid him, so you make sure he gets the football. Fourteen grabs, like you said, one hundred and fifty plus yards. And and if they can keep it up, then great. I, I think though, anybody that you ask that know anything about football, especially from a defensive standpoint, that style of offense puts a lot of pressure on your defense. What do you mean that it, style? It, the wide open, mm-hmm. sling it all over the lot, empty backfield, four and five wides out all the time. It puts a lot of pressure. On your defense. Your defense has got to be stout. Now, for them, they went up against an offense that's kind of, you know, San Francisco offense is not explosive like that. Yeah, Jimmy played like Baker the other day. That's what I'm saying. So you're dealing Jimmy with. Garoppolo, yeah. So you kind of dealing with a, a different situation when you run up against San Francisco's offense. Now, will the teams that they face later on down the line, like the Seattles and the Rams, are they going to be able to? still dominate the game the way they did against the San Francisco 49ers against those type of clubs. We'll see. Well, they were the trendy team, right? Jay, going to this year, remember last year it was the Browns that were the trendy team, fell flat on their face. This year everybody was kind of high on – not everybody. Not everybody. <laughs> uh, but it's were, all good. They were high on Arizona, and they got off to a nice start. I mean, look, I, I think they're going to kick off with the 2-0 and start to the season. I think they're going to beat the Washington football team next week when they play. At home. At home. And I will say this, with no preseason, we talk a lot about Tom Brady not being in sync – with his new weapons, the fact that these guys didn't have a lot of reps together and that him and DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, could be on the same page initially right out of the gate, I think that says a lot about where this team could be. It, it does say a lot about the fact that he can come in, you can plug him right in, and they can go. Kyler Murray, second year in the system as a pro, been in the system in college to a degree when he was at Oklahoma, so he has a grasp and a handle on it. And it's not hard for receivers to pick up a system, especially if you're only doing a number of things with them. They know where to go. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins could catch the ball from anybody. You've seen his list of quarterbacks that he had at the Houston Texans when he was there prior to Deshaun Watson's arrival. So being able to adjust to a quarterback is not that hard for him. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial is proud to partner with the small business experts at SCORE. Find a mentor today at SCORE.org. So they do take care of business against the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are now on the way to take on 
the Jets. These are two <laughs> teams that are obviously looking for a win. Uh, it was a little more difficult to be a Jet fan yesterday. Our Mike Greenberg, the biggest Jet fan that I think I know, uh, joined us this morning before he got to the uh, set of Get Up, where he's probably been on fire talking about the Jets and their ineptness for about 38 minutes now. Uh, but Mike joined us to essentially say, if you want to pin the Jets' problems on one person, pin the tail on the head coach. Adam Gase is the problem with the Jets. They should have fired him last year. It is ridiculous that we are now wasting another season with this guy who anyone who has ever watched football can see cannot coach this team. The players hate him. They don't respond to him at all. And let me tell you something. Sam Darnold came into the league with all the talent and promise in the world, and he is literally moving backwards. You could see it yesterday. Their best receiver had a huge day yesterday. Unfortunately, he did it for the Carolina Panthers. Their best player was all over the field yesterday, knocking people senseless. Unfortunately, he did it for the Seattle Seahawks. So that was about as disheartening a day as you could possibly have. I don't care how bad anyone else looked yesterday. The Jets were the worst team in the NFL yesterday, and I don't think it was close. Key, that's our colleague Mike Greenberg. Our colleague Damian Woody had the tweet yesterday. Uh, two bites at the head coaching apple, two bites at the head coaching apple, and this is what we're seeing in Miami and with the Jets. Yeah, it's it's a, a tough sell for me. Um, when I look at, you know, Greeny there mentioned Jamal Adams. Joe Douglas, I think, did the right thing in terms of trading Jamal Adams. Clearly, if you look at the team, he couldn't help them. So you go ahead and you get some draft picks that the next coach can benefit off of, and that's the way I look at it, Adam Gase probably, ain't no probably, shouldn't have been the head coach. Not when he was first hired, let alone last year, they should have got rid of him. He shouldn't have never been hired in the first place. He, it wasn't like when you look at coaches that are hired, right? You look at guys that get second opportunities. You look at a, a Pete Carroll who was fired by the Jets but got a second bite at the apple when he went to New England. He was successful with the Jets for that short period of time. Mm -hmm. He was moving in the right direction. They fired him for other reasons. Adam Gase gets canned in Miami, and they fly him up here like they get in the second coming of Vince Lombardi, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I think until the Jets' ownership get out of the way and stop listening to people on Park Avenue on who to hire mm -hmm. and who to bring in and just let – People like Joe Douglas just running and get out, just get out the way. The GM. The GM. Just get out the way. If you notice, owners in, that stay out the way in the National Football League, they win. Craft. The ones that get in the way, they always got us on sports talk radio and on television talking about them. It's interesting, too, when Adam Gase, when <laughs> Sam Darnold is regressing. No, He's regressing. Like, no. I, I came into our opening statement today where I was like, hey, Josh Allen, a lot of Jets fans are wondering, like, what if we had Josh Allen? Like, I saw one of those things trending yesterday on Twitter, and I'm sitting here saying, well, it's, it's not only Sam Darnold, but look at a head coach that just alienates his own roster. He <laughs> alienates people. When, when fans are being critical, Key, you and I know this, we live in a world of vortex of fans always saying different things. If you're a head coach, you expect that. But you don't respond back to New York City fans by saying, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm rich as F. You, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't respond back by saying things like that. It just seems like Adam Gase is not a guy who's in tune with his own players on his own team. Well, he, he started off last year with the Le'Veon Bell situation, whether it was true or not, the fact that they had paid Le'Veon a lot of money yep. and he didn't want to give it to him. He didn't think he valued the running back at that position. Then yesterday he puts him in the game 
when he was out of the game and then he messes up his hamstring when he wasn't feeling good. It, it's like you, you got to learn how to manage situations in New York for me, is big personality coaches. Guys like Bill Parcells and Rex Ryan, those are the type of coaches that the Jets deserve to have. Big personalities. They don't deserve to have a guy who, you know, think about the last time they – Richie Kotai was my rookie coach. Rich Kotai. They hired him. They hired – brought him from Philadelphia after he got fired. Yeah. It's like they keep doing the same things over and over and over again. One of the great things, like for me, if in fact and when they do – I go get Josh McDaniels. And the reason I go get Josh McDaniels is because I'm taking something from New England. There's no way and, Josh and, McDaniels will leave for that no, job, but, though, right? But, here, but here's no why. Way. But I'm going to make him leave. I'm giving you the keys to the car, and you're going to run the organization, and you're going to do everything, and, and I'm going to pay you a truckload of money. And you're going to run the organization in the biggest city going. And if you turn the Jets around, you're going to be golden forever. That's just my pitch to him. Not that he would leave, just a pitch. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you can't beat them, crown them. That's why we took the damn field. This is crown them. If you want to crown them, then crown them. With Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. They are who we thought they were. Played great Dennis Green. That podium is still feeling the effects after that Monday night in Arizona. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Lou Riddick from Monday Night Football is here in 13 minutes. Titans Broncos for Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lou Riddick. By the way, last year, if you're a Titans fan, I'm sure you know this, but this is how history repeats itself. Last year, the Titans went into Denver. They lost 15-0. They benched Marcus Mariota. They started Ryan Tannehill, and everything changed. Now they're back in Denver tonight, a brand-new team. We'll talk to Lou at 9 Eastern. Let's crown them. Much more than the NFL fellas this weekend. Naomi Osaka won the U.S. Open for the women. Dominic Team, first dude born in the 90s to win a Grand Slam in tennis. Congratulations. Osaka wins on Saturday. Team wins on Sunday, Key. That's big. It was huge. I, you know, it just... It, Coming in, I wanted to see, obviously, a Serena-Osaka matchup, right? We, we That's what we were dying for, but it didn't happen, and I'm glad to see her win her third Grand Slam. Yeah, we, and I'll tell you this. After her match, she wears Kobe Bryant's jersey, and she came out, and she always talks about it, it gives her strength. Mm-hmm. Yep. So winning back-to-back U.S. Opens for what she's been able to accomplish with all the statements that she made after every win, talking about Breonna Taylor, talking about George Floyd, 
it, it was incredible to watch her accomplish that. Well said. Speaking of Kobe, the Lakers advanced to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Key. They got it done Saturday night. Well, what they, did you expect? <laughs> you called it. Yeah. I mean, come I on, man. The Lakers and the Clippers to be there, but we I may have the Lakers it, and the said, Nuggets. I said in five, they took care of business in five. They've been taking care of work, though. You know, they lose the first game, first time around. Everybody, oh, I mean, just relax, dog. AD cooking, LeBron cooking, Rondo playoff Rondo. We straight. We good. Even with my brother getting kicked out the, the stadium, we good. <laughs> That's Arena. a chip. Are you guaranteeing the chip? If what? No, I'm not. No, oh, yeah, nothing. for sure. They you're, gonna, gar- you're guaranteeing oh, they the Lakers the chip. They're going to pop the Clippers or the Nuggets. They're going to pop them. And then whoever come out the East, I would like to see. Well, it really doesn't well, matter, but I would like to see Boston just because of the Lakers Celtic Celtic thing. But they, for sure. I, LeBron, look, man, first of all, LeBron has come too far to turn back now. He's, he's come too far. He understands what it is. I, I think and everybody understands to, where it no, is, though, Keith. He understands what it is that he has to take care of business. It's L.A. This is not Cleveland. This is not Miami. He has to get it done. He has to. You wear, He's wearing the purple and gold in everything that has gone on from the start of the I, year. From, I hear what you're saying. He's got Come you're, on, you're, man. You're building the LeBron James mantra, and I understand. Kawhi knows what he's doing, too. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying. I know, but you make it sound like same, LeBron's though. the only one that it has a sense same, of urgency though. to win a chip. But it ain't the same, though, man. I'm just telling you. It ain't the same. Exactly. It's like the Mets and the Yankees. The Nets and the well, Knicks. That, that's internally. That's not nationally. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't mean because you play for the Clippers, you don't have the same sense of urgency to win a title. That, sense of, that sense of urgency goes down a little bit. It's tied 3-3 right now. Don't get me started, Jay. I, well, it's yeah. tied 3-3. They should have closed the door two games ago. Hey, man. They left that door open. They doing the Clipper thing. Survive in advance. Went the Nuggets down. They were down in their last series. I'm just saying, you have to get through a series. And they're going to get through the Clippers. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you got, you got Denver winning? I got Denver winning. Yeah, I got Denver winning. Okay. Yeah, I got Denver winning. You don't, you don't seem sure about that. Oh, I'm 100% sure. Okay, I, got, I want I got, them to win. I got the Clippers winning. The Western Conference Finals is going to be what we expected it to be. Those bolts just tightened on the Clippers, right? They just got... <laughs> They gonna strip in a minute. They just gonna be going around and around and around. They spooked. You know it, Jay. You know how it go. All of a sudden, you got a three-one lead. You up now. All of a sudden, it's three-three. You spook right now. You right? It's like, oh wow, we just blew this. Total. I'm sorry, I had, a, I had a limp mic before. It was just going up and down. All good. All, all good. Place. Last thing on that, I'll just mention. I got it. I got it. The no, most, sorry, it's yeah. the mic. It was going up and down. We the fix most, it. The most Clipper stat of all time. Seven times in their history, they've had a game to go to the Western Conference Finals. And they've lost all seven. So That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, man. Clippers are the Clippers. <laughs> they really are. Game oh, seven. I'm just telling you, you set yourself up, Key. Nine For what? If they, if, they, if they beat the Nuggets, so what? My Lakers are still in it. Uh, your Lakers are in it regardless. That's what I'm saying. So if, if for some reason the Clippers handle their business, we'll see them. And if they don't, we'll see the Nuggets. Safe to say Lakers are the favorite right now. Yeah. Game seven tomorrow, 9 Eastern on ESPN. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season at Sport Clips Haircuts. All stylists, clean certified, guys smart. Get yourself back in the game with Sport Clips MVP experience. Enjoy a hot steam towel, relaxing shampoo, and winning cut. Check in online. Walk out with confidence. I would imagine when Alec Mills walked down into the mound, I'm not sure what kind of confidence he had, Jay. He was making his 15th major league start, and about three hours later, he had tossed the 16th no-hitter in Chicago Cubs history. He was a horse, 114 pitches. You know, I, I was thinking about this because I got a chance to catch some of the highlights of that. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but you just if you've ever been to Wrigley Field, it's, have you guys ever been? Yes. I have, yeah. It's really an inc- it's a crazy awesome. environment. It's a crazy. So to see that happen without having the fans right. be a part of it, it, it made it seem like, 
And plus, it happening on the opening weekend of the NFL, mm-hmm. it's just easy for it to go kind of surpass. But still, what he was able to accomplish was incredible. No, it, it, it was. And, and to be able to pitch that well with no fans is it, that part of it in itself. And to know that I got a chance to do something that very few people have done in Major League Baseball, you know, is, is huge. It's huge. Speaking of huge, huge stat line for Russell Wilson, four TDs. The Seahawks have won nine straight games. This is always one of these newfangled crazy stats, but kind of cool. The Seahawks have won nine straight games in the Eastern time zone when they're essentially flying cross country. That's incredible. And stats incredible brought to you by my computer career training for a better life. I don't think there's anybody that had a better statistical day yesterday than Russell Wilson. Yeah, he was, he was flawless. It's a bad I mean, boy. The dude is my MVP pick, as you remember. The other day, I picked him as the MVP. You said he'd never out. gotten an MVP vote. That's a crazy he's never, stat. He's never, gotten, he's never gotten an MVP vote at all. Wow. Since he's entered the league, 19 other players have received at least one vote. And how many players are better than him? Can you name them on one hand right now? <laughs> not, not at that position. I mean, he's, he's surely – I mean, having DJ Metcalf has certainly helped his passing game. you got a big body again that can vertically stretch the field. I mean, just – it's ridiculous to think that he continues to keep getting better at the position and in doing the things that Seattle wants him to do. They're not asking him to drop back and throw 50 times a game. This is not a wide-open attack. They like to play defense. They like to have a solid quarterback and run the football. And when he needs to throw in completions, they allow him to do that. DK Metcalf was a combine warrior, ended up becoming a great, great player. Still to come, Lou Riddick on if the Broncos have finally found their long-term quarterback. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.